We're in a Magnolia room. Is this a Magnolia room? I think you were in this room last time. I was. Oh, Magnolia walls. That's right. This is nice to look at you in the eyes while we're having a little podcast here. I like it. I don't know why my voice is If you do on. that voice one more time, I'm going to kill you. I don't. <laughs> wait, do we, have to, do we have to bleep that out? That's it's a family show. show. It's really funny. I was listening to a podcast today where they were, that's the first time they, they'd had to put the bleep in and they were um, trying to figure out how to do it. Yeah, like why, why, I don't understand why, like why this wouldn't be in the show. I guess that just confuses me. The effing and like, Jeffin. Like this is the exact kind of thing that people, the effing and Jeffin. The effing and Jeffin. This is the exact kind of thing people want. So we're trying out a new mic situation this week. So hopefully we sound better or well, worse. I don't it's, know. It's uh, another thing that we haven't mentioned to Tom yet, interestingly enough. And that's one of the things that you discover, I think, in the course of getting into podcasting. Tom, Stephen and I last week recorded in individual rooms separate from each other, each using our brand new Blue Yeti microphones, which are fantastic, except... What we discovered is that we were both recording on the wrong side of the mic last week. So that's kind of why the sound <laughs> might have been a little crappy. Okay, yeah, that does so, make... Because I, I kind of half thought... Like, it's pretty clear, but there's, it doesn't sound like you'd spend any money on a microphone here. Well, it's weird. Like, it, it should show front and back on the thing because it's not immediate clear, immediately clear, like, if the logo should be what you're staring at. But if you're doing it on just the... the Straight on mode. I forget what that's called. Like, the well, but it also one. depends on the particular mic, right? Exactly. Or mic setting. So if you're on the the heart one, which well, is, I imagine the mic came with a user manual that we both it did, but it didn't say which is, the, which is the front and the back. Did you look at the user I've manual? I've looked at it several times. Okay, I have not. Mic. Yeah, I generally always read user manuals. Really? I even read one for yeah. Tom, are you a user manual kind of guy? Um, no, very much no. It's kind of. I feel like it's a it's a it's a typical bloke man thing to just not want to read those yeah things. it's the first thing i chuck when i open the box do you keep it though or you oh really throw well, it i guess i don't really chuck it but i kind of chuck it to the side have you ever looked at an apple user manual for I sure look, i look at them i don't read them right i not, take them in for the design right i like that speaking of which actually tom i gotta show you uh my my wife's grandfather gave me an iphone and said there's something wrong with my iphone i just bought it uh off facebook i don't know what's wrong with it oh facebook um, okay it turns so, out it was <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It turns out to be a completely fake iPhone. Um, but And it's actually sitting beside us. And Dan also looked at it. It's an incredible fake. It is... I, I cannot believe the engineering and time that someone must have put into this thing. It's uh, it's running Android, but the hardware actually looks pretty good. Dan, you were, you were surprised when you saw that, no? Oh, I was blown away. It's like it's... You, when you look at it and you hold it, it's obviously fake but it's so good of a fake that it it takes a moment for your brain to click in and realize that you're you like you feel and sense that something is wrong about it but right. you can't quite pinpoint what and then eventually after a couple minutes you you realize because even you when you turn it, was, it on it looks it loads right. up perfectly with the apple interface like it looks absolutely perfect right. but is it but is it just um, running it was, stock android software but all we did no it's with, running with it is apple running icons. like a yeah, it's running like an, an Android. Skin. Yeah, an Apple skin to an Android device, which almost would fool anyone except for a few. There was one spelling or grammar uh, error that you noticed, um, Dan, that I thought was funny. I forget what it was. It was like 
apps or start up or something like that. It was instead of starting up. Um, and there were a few dialogues that looked very out of place. Well, there was a loading screen that just said something like loading dot, 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 right. which is very un-Apple. And wh- there were there were a couple other things like I'm holding it in my hand right now. And the box that it comes in is a pretty impeccable box. If you recall from the iPhone 7, on the top is a picture of the of the iPhone. And it's actually embossed. Like they spent some good money on this packaging. But... The the box, uh, the way the box on the iPhone 7 works and on most iPhones is that there's a top portion that comes up and, and that you open up. And on this box, the top portion, when you put it back over the bottom portion of the box, it kind of hangs over by probably maybe three millimeters. Like no part of that box is real, right? No. Yeah, yeah. But it, it hangs over just enough that you can tell that this is not Apple packaging. Right. Like Apple packaging does not hang over in this right. regard. Right. Right. So it's it's like a three millimeter hangover on the box that it comes in that very clearly makes you feel like something is wrong. Well, so I'm I'm because I'm uh, encoding our recording of this uh, using Forecast, which is the Marco Arment uh, uh, software that uh, you can use to... Um, put in timestamps and photos and things. So I'm going to, if, if Steve, if you can maybe take a photo of that, we'll, we'll try and insert it for this section and for see sure. how it works out. Absolutely. I can so, even do a video walkthrough with Dan of, uh, so here's another good hint. I just eject. opened it up. It comes with a SIM eject tool, but the Apple SIM eject tools for the longest time were made out of that liquid metal. Right. That What's they it had. made out of now? I think now they're probably just, Oh yeah. Wow. I don't even know what this is. This is, Right, it's like easily bendable. It's clearly not a right. high quality item. But to the, that's to us. Don't forget too. Right yeah, to right. your to, to Mel's grandfather, grandfather yeah. who's how right. old is he? He's like eight mid eighties. Yeah, he to him he obviously would have no idea. And then oh, you haven't even got to the other stuff in the box, the iPhone, uh, the so, cable. So the other dead giveaway is there's no lightning cable, but a micro USB, USB. cable, which would be which would make it the first uh, Apple iPhone device to. Support a micro USB cable, not even. But USB again, something three, that, yeah. right? But something that someone in but their eighties who, right? who doesn't know much about Apple would certainly not know about. What's interesting though is where you would normally put the Lightning cable to charge is obviously where you put the micro USB. But you can't tell when you look at you can't tell when you look at the bottom of the phone that um, that it actually takes a micro USB. It looks like it takes a Lightning, right? I wonder what the camera's like. Uh, like how There's could... two cameras on this thing. We should we should turn it on. Should I take a photo of you? How much did he pay for it, if you don't mind me asking? I think he paid almost full Apple price. Oh, okay. And he wow. got it back from Amex. Smile with the with the camera. I'm taking the photo of <laughs> I the camera. Just, this is for our show notes, no? Yeah, oh, we can, I don't know yeah, how this works. I, I got to say, though, the battery life is pretty good. He's had this thing for like six months. And somehow it's still holding a charge. It's never been charged. Oh, he, oh that's it. So, he's had it for six months. I thought he, he just bought it, you know, a few days ago, and has just realized no, it's no. a scam. But he's <laughs> he's put a he's put a screen protector on it, which very responsible of him is starting twelve oh nine. It's got what time is it? It's got the time right with daylight savings too. That's pretty good. Well, it is using Android, right? That's the truth. Yes, that's that is true. It's odd that WhatsApp would just and WeChat would come pre-installed on iOS, right? And also, uh, I don't know what this app is, but some kind of like uh, what do they call that when you buy like a a Dell or a Lenovo or whatever, and it comes with the installed software? 
There's like a name for that. The OEM? No. Like bundleware or like not spot, like that, whatever it is that the bundled software, bundled software, there's a term for it. It doesn't matter. Could the term be bundled software? Could be, but I think there's <laughs> some kind of short form for it. But it looks like it looks like this comes with that. And anyways, it's it's very odd. Um, but I'm gonna hold on to this and, and treasure it. Um, thanks to uh, uh, to Izzy Lipman for for giving me his his uh, his fly phone. So I think we actually have a few real things on the agenda today. Yeah, I do have a couple of follow-up notes, Tom. Number one, last week we asked people to email us and get in touch with us and let us know their speaker recommendations. One thing that's difficult for people to do is contact you when you don't give them a way to contact that's you. That's true. you got to give them away. You have to give them away to you contact You must give them you. away. So uh, needless to say, we didn't get too many emails could also be because no one's listening. It's probably that. <laughs> but I'm going to assume it's because I didn't give the email. So if you want to email us and you want to give us some ideas of who you want to come speak and attend at Fireside, email info at firesideconf.com. Yeah, on the back of that, um, I'd also uh, love if people could um, rate us on iTunes, give us some feedback. That, that's always appreciated. Oh. If you could specifically rate Tom, that would be appreciated. Actually, question about ratings. So someone explained to me, either you or, or Tom, um, how do if you rate on iTunes, does that carry over to over? Like, is there any? Is I there don't any, believe so. Right. So um, I use I think we all use Overcast, right, guys? Yeah, the issue is, 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 is unfortunately, yeah, the, the, the one we would like it to get on for, for, for kind of promoting it more would be iTunes because that's the one with the charts and, yeah, the recommendations. But it seems like everyone we know listens to it in a different piece of software, yes, and there's no talking between the two, I don't think. And, like, what, what are, like, how do analytics actually work on, and this is genuinely, like, do we actually see every time someone downloads an episode which episode it is? Like we can't tell like if they've listened to the whole thing or anything. Like so that, right? we use uh, we use actually Fireside.fm, which is a totally unrelated company to host and and manage the distribution of the podcast. And Tom, you probably know a little bit more about it, but I logged in last week uh, just to check it out, and I couldn't see much on the analytics front except the number of downloads. And I, I didn't go into it too deep, but it wasn't broken down into uh, by episodes. It was just total number of downloads. I'm sure you can find it by episode. Yeah, you though. can. Yeah, I've, 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 I think after we spoke about that, um, I, I checked and yes, each each episode has exact analytics, um, country wide oh, wow. and all that kind of thing. So I, from I forget from iTunes or wherever it doesn't. Yeah, matter where the, you're the, them from for the last episode, there was a. Oh no, I think. See, this is the bit I'm unsure about. I don't know if that's just for iTunes and Overcast or if it's. Yeah, so I, 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 I don't know. So, and how are we looking? Are we in the dozens? I think we're in, um, yeah, yeah, something like that. Maybe the the getting towards a hundred, possibly per episode. Wow! Yeah. All right, so yeah, the, we're at average eighty nine downloads per episode. Okay, yeah. that's higher than I thought. Which is it's I, it's great. It's higher than the number of but attendees we had four question, years ago. Is that is true? But question for you: If you have an iPad and an iPhone. And you're syncing, and even an Apple TV syncing your podcast, is that count as three downloads? Probably. Right. Yeah, I'm going to say I would imagine it would. Now, the bad news is we are trending downward. So we had had over 100 downloads of our first episode, almost 200 downloads of our second episode, 
and it looks like less than 50 downloads of our first 2018 episode and probably about 25 downloads of our episode from last week. So what you're saying is we're trending the bottom of the charts right if, now. If things go according to this trend, we could be at zero listeners that could very be, soon. Honestly, like, uh, Tom, I would not stake our futures on this podcast, but you honestly never know. Oh, and some of the downloads were bots. So you have to, if, right. you, if you take out a couple. And that's B-O-T-S, not like B-O-U-G-H. Correct. As in no one was buying our podcast. These were automated downloads. So wait, so this is a great time to talk about sponsorship. We should get people in front of our 14 listeners. Oh, look, it actually does break it down by agent. So 140 of the downloads were overcast. 136 were the podcast app. And then 27 mobile Safari and one user downloading using outcast what's outcast is that there is that it's, it's another oh it's, it's another podcast app i'm gonna predict some of those first listeners i feel like michael crook is out there listening um mike hope all as well i feel like you're <laughs> saul's listening to this um i'd like to go through that list if, if you're listening seriously if you are listening to the fireside podcast it is nice to have some validation right if so, anyone is hearing this like Send us a message, um, info at firesideconf.com. Like, tell us we're awful. Tell us we're great. This this is going to turn into something special. We're going to start interviewing people. Um, this is going to get great. Along with um, and we have, uh, we have our lovely new uh, album art as well, don't we? Uh, yes. Created by Steve, I think. Thank you. Yeah, no, no, we're excited to well, put that you up. You can't take too much credit yeah, for well, the no, album no. art. So the, the actually, uh, did we talk about artists last year, last week? Um, so last year we had an amazing Canadian artist, Melanie uh, Kimmett, uh, who uh, basically produced an amazing poster for us showcasing Fireside last year. Um, and we used that for a part of our silent auction and a few other items throughout Fireside. Um, we made some beautiful uh, posters through Fracture, uh, who partnered with us last year, and hopefully we'll do the same thing this year. And helped us. They were actually part of helping us raise over $25,000 for the Stopgap Foundation because they very graciously donated, I think it was five or six of the large prints of that poster that formed part of our silent auction. So thank you. A shout-out to Fracture, fracture.me. If you want to get beautiful glass prints of just about anything, uh, for us it was our poster art, which we it's came out absolutely gorgeous. So um, we used that same poster for the cover art for uh, for our Fireside podcast. So that should be out hopefully by this episode. I have no idea how images and stuff like that get uh, get sent out with the podcast, but that's for our producer Tom. Yeah, it'll, yeah, it'll trickle out as soon as we get the ne- this this current episode out. So I have a note here in our show notes. I don't know if I added it or if one of you guys added it. It just says positive reinforcement. <laughs> I don't. There's I no positive reinforcement. Is it oh, that you need po- what? Or could it be our podcast? Like you just said, we needed some form of positive reinforcement. No, I, I don't think that. That was a totally novel idea that you just came up with moments ago. Right. And I'm happy you did. But I, unless, did you add this no, to the I show didn't. notes? No, I didn't. Tom, no. did you add it? or was- I added, yes, positive reinforcement. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell us. Tom, Tom, my dear, tell me. No, no, it was, it was in relation to uh, the... Uh, the the uh, stuff about me filling in the form and some other stuff. I was like, let's let's be more positive. Oh wait, are you suggesting that us asking you to fill out the form was not positive reinforcement, or that you filling out the form would have been positive reinforcement? It was more response to the barrage of, of text messages that came. Well, through. we did say we did say. Let me go back. <laughs> Where <are> we? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, read, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read I'm gonna go back and read these texts. Um, 
Something like something like will break his other arm. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, maybe positive reinforcement rather than will break his other arm. Oh yeah, okay, touche. Okay, touché. this all makes sense now. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Uh, well, we tried. I think we said something. I literally think I just saw the arm comment. I, and I was literally... like, come on, guys. I'm in, actually in hospital now. Oh, right, you're getting physio be... while we were talking to you about I it. I literally wrote what part of quote. <laughs> Every attendee must complete the form. Did you not follow? And then I said, Guy thinks he's better than everyone, eh? And then Dane said, Must be a British thing. <laughs> That's probably why. That's okay, probably now, why. now it's all I coming it. together. Okay. Uh, Are we good? Are we good? Okay. Tom, we want you. We want you at Fireside. Not only that, we we literally could not do any of this without you. So we're we're so thankful. Um, and I'm, I, that was a that was a fun moment. On another note, I'm going to get to the next note. So I want to tell you a little story from this week that happened with Stephen and I. We uh, have amazing friends at Fireside that are putting on a conference from Elspark. What was the conference, Stephen? The SAS North Product Showcase. Okay, fantastic conference. We uh, had it in our calendars. We wanted to be there. And we showed up at Mars Steve, I picked Stephen up. We drove all the way to Mars, which is a building in Toronto and in the innovation area. A lot of really cool companies there. A lot of conferences that take place there. And we parked. We paid for parking. We walked in. We walked up. We went to... Which was not like a little feat. Like, we figured out, like, how to get... Remember, we took the stairs up, and then we got stuck at the... But yeah, it was a maze. Yeah, an absolute was, maze. Yeah. Uh, I went to Tim Hortons. I yes. got a chicken soup. We were all ready for the conference. We walk upstairs, and we go to security, and you asked them... Uh, hi, we're here for the Elspark uh, product showcase. Um, and right when they didn't know, like that, that was well, happening. they gave you that look, right? Like, who, who are you, and what the hell are you right. talking about? Right. Um, so yeah, that that happened. Turns out the conference was was that day, but across town at an entirely different location. So if you're listening from Elspark and you're wondering why we unfortunately didn't make it, well, we. We really we made our best effort. I mean, we showed up, we paid, we parked, we walked in, we got our coffee and our soup. We just went to the wrong place. Yeah, it was uh, it was really unfortunate. Um, I I I must have been thinking about another event. I don't know what had happened. The venture out the venture event out is this Friday. This is at Mars, and I must have confused the two. Um, I'm so sorry, Elspark. Uh, in all likelihood, they're not listening, right. as we've just discovered. So it's- all I have to add to that is I I really miss Tim Hortons. Tom, what's your normal Tim Hortons? If you're here right now, what are you going to walk Stella and get pick up a pick up a coffee? What's it going to be or lunch? I'm going to get a, a a medium white dark roast. And when I say white, medium I mean white milk. Oh, okay. I was very confused. <laughs> is that how they? Is that how like what they say for milk in in uh, in England? Yeah, yeah. I, Say, can I have a white coffee? Can I have a white cup of tea? Um, how do they? How do they know that that's not cream? Is that like Magnolia? <laughs> right, like, is cream just not a thing in England? I mean, I go milk, but is cream like just not a? Not that it's not. No, a it thing, is but. again. It, well, it it is a thing, but you would have to be specific. If you just say a white right. tea or coffee, that's definitely just with milk. Because if you're in the states and you say that, you're getting cream, generally. Mm. Mm. That's, is I mean, that I'd disparaging love to, our, to our no, southern neighbors? How dare you, Stephen? <laughs> How dare I point out something <laughs> that happens at every coffee shop in the U.S.? Well, actually, I was talking to my cousin. She was driving with her family back from Florida over Christmas, and I think they went through uh, – this may not make sense. I think they went through Kentucky, but I may be making that up. Anyway, she was shocked that – I think it was Kentucky. 
they don't, it's not a thing to get milk in your coffee. Right. So when she asked, like they went through a drive-thru and she said, I'll have a coffee with milk. She had to buy yes. one of those 250 milliliters. Even at McDonald's. Milks. Even at a place that it, that, that it's serving tons of coffee for the whole country. 100% have had that in the States. Okay, let's move forward. Do we have anything substantive this week? Well, actually, I have some news for Tom. Which, which is okay, that, yeah. Tom, you were, I believe, unless Stephen corrects me, our very first European attendee. Is that correct, Stephen? Uh, yes. Okay. Do we have an update for Tom really? on that this year? I'm just, I want to confirm, very first attendee from, yes, I think that is true about Tom. Right. Like we may have had someone with a British accent right, but before, for sure the but first they person living yes, in the exactly. geographic region and near we had, camp. I mean, last year was, you know, first. Of course, you know, that's obviously going to change um, come March 2019 exactly. when we leave the European Union. But, but anyway, you're still in the yeah. continent of Europe. Yes, correct. But as I've learned from Tom, like, it's not necessarily like you don't want to compare them necessarily to Europeans. Is that like a British thing? Is it a faux pas if I refer to you as a European? Uh, for me personally, it's it's fantastic. I'm very proud to be European. I wish we were staying, but that's, that's off topic. Um, but um, cer- certain members of society maybe would say they were British first and... Not much else. I was British first, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, 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 Tom, happy to report that we have our uh, second European joining us from Cyprus, which is unbelievable. We're so excited about that. I had to actually look up exactly where Cyprus was. I knew it was close to Greece, um, but that, yep. have you been to Cyprus, Tom? I haven't. I mean, it's 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 just below Turkey. I think, yeah, it's just it? below Turkey. Um, and uh, I think that's amazing, and we're so excited to have him. Um, so that's going to be great. And actually, we've had a ton of, uh, and I'm not quite sure, Dan, if it's from uh, Facebook ads, Google, or how we're reaching out, uh, but we've actually had a lot of international interest. We have uh, Chris O'Halloran from from um, uh, from Australia that we said last week is back. Uh, but we actually have we've had a ton of interest from Mexico, southern U.S. Um, uh, we've had... People sign up from Poland. We've had people sign up from, um, uh, I'm trying to think, Italy. So it's it's pretty exciting. Um, and at first, it's like easy to say like, oh, wow, like it's international, like where perhaps some of these are, are not actual people. They're not they're, they're not qualified leads or something like that. They could be bots or wherever they're coming from. But no, like they're all real human beings, which is amazing, um, actually applying and, and wanting to come. Uh, in the in previous years, before we kind of changed our application system, we were getting a ton of spam um, from all over. Um, but these are these are real, real breathing humans, which is amazing. So we welcome you all. Can't wait to have you. I, I I'm worried that it may perhaps I was saying like that people from Europe are not real humans. <laughs> I, I did. I did want to say after that. Yes, Europeans are people too. Well, that that wasn't my intention. Those were Stephen's words, and they don't reflect yes, the yes. views of Fireside Conference, myself or Tom. <laughs> I had no idea that Europeans are real humans. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's news to me. Okay, Stephen. While you were talking about Giannis yes. from Cyprus, I was looking into our master attendee form responses list. Yes, because I wanted to. While you were talking about him, I wanted to learn a little bit more about him, and. This actually brings me to a different problem and question that I have for you, because, Tom, Stephen is the one who is sort of the genius behind 
our entire workflow with onboarding new attendees, when they fill out the forms, where all that information goes, how it gets sorted. Uh, We have something like 65 or 70 registered attendees. Every time someone is accepted to attend, they then get a follow-up email from us, like you have gotten, which was the subject of the controversy earlier in the show. But I haven't completed. To fill out the uh, attendee information form, (laughs) which you have not done. Should I just fill it in live on the podcast? How about I do that? Uh, I I would be in favor of that. But here's my question. Here's my question. Stephen, of 65 or 70 confirmed registered attendees, we have 13 people who have then taken the next step. So, Tom, you're not alone. There seems to be a very large portion of people who have not filled out that second sheet. I've asked this to Stephen off the air, but given, Stephen, that there has, since the last time I asked you about this, there has still been no change, are we sure that all of this is still firing correct? Because the last person... To add was on, oh, looks like it was, well, it's, it's saying actually March 14th. Sorry, March 13th. So it looks like someone actually did do it yesterday. The answer is but, yes. So are, do we have automatic follow-ups with people? So we don't have automatic follow-ups. So I'm actually going to make a note here um, just about automatic follow-up. So right now what happens is when we move someone, so we use PipeDrive. And when we move someone um, from app submitted to you know, once we've all met and we've accepted that application, it goes into app accepted. That's when it actually fires off that acceptance email um, with a link to that form to fill in. Um, so it's only sending that out once, uh, but we also have a record of the people we've sent that out to. So essentially in PipeDrive, we have our kind of uh, payment received, um, application accepted um, stages. But what we actually need to do, I think, Dan, is is set it. So we're setting out a reminder. Um, the only issue is how to figure. I think the reason I didn't do it in the first place was trying to figure out a way to set it so that when someone actually fills it in, it'll stop sending them alerts to fill it in because uh, we're using Google Forms and Zapier um, and Google Sheets and a few other things. So that's something I got to think about. But yes, we should do that. Okay, Uh, one potential problem, not to throw a wrench into this, uh, as I was telling Stephen earlier. So it turns out, I think there is, do they not have daylight savings time in the Netherlands? They're pretty Oh, okay. You know what? So I just Googled it. Daylight savings time in 2018 in Netherlands will begin at 2 a.m. on March 25th. So it happens later in the month. We had our daylight savings time last weekend. Um, And the reason I bring this up because it's only four twenty nine right now for right. you, right? Yeah, so I Tom, thought I thought we were doing this an hour earlier. Yeah, this uh, this is why because we're only four hours apart at the moment. Yeah. Tom, I actually had a call scheduled for eleven a.m. our time, five p.m. Dutch time, and when I went to initiate the call, uh, I was told that it was only four p.m. and that I should call back in an hour. We uh, pushed it back a further thirty minutes to basically right now. Okay, guys, thanks once again. Thank you, Tom. Let's speak again soon. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Tom. Bye. Speak soon.